Welcome to the Intentional Influencer Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Meg. And we are the creators of the Intentional Influencer. Our mission through this podcast and everything we do is to create a nurturing space for women to gather, learn, and intentionally grow their influence as a community. This podcast is for you if you're a new business owner or creator, struggling to show up online in a way that feels authentic and genuine. Or maybe you already have an online presence and you haven't quite figured out how to turn your following into a full-time gig. We get you and we've been there. In this podcast, we'll cover topics ranging from navigating the overwhelming world of social media to establishing systems and structures that allow you to build a thriving business. We'll also touch on managing the emotional ups and downs of being an entrepreneur and finding a way to do what you love in a way that you love. So building your audience, this is a big question Amanda and I get from a lot of people, right? Entrepreneurs are always thinking about what services they're putting together, products they're putting together. But the truth is, if you're not reaching your ideal client, you're not going to have anyone to sell to. So it's really important, even at the beginning of your business journey, to start to think about ways that you're going to be building your audience so that when it comes time to actually put out a service or an offer or a product, you have a group of people who are interested, they're engaged, and they're ready to buy from you and become paying clients. So today, Amanda and I are going to touch on some really important topics like social media, email marketing, networking, and depending on how your business is set up and what you offer, you can start to put together a plan to reach your ideal client every single week and have systems in place to grow your audience so that whenever you're ready to launch, you have this nice warm audience to launch to. So Amanda, do you want to start off by talking a little bit about as a photographer, what it means to build your audience and how, what are some of these, what are some of these spaces that you have cultivated an audience? And then I can talk a little bit about how my business is maybe a little bit different. Yes. So, I mean, every, you know, niche and area of expertise is going to be a little bit different, but as a photographer, for me, um, building my audience on social media I really focused on Instagram because it is the most visual app, the most photography heavy app. Um, I've gotten quite a few clients through there over the years. One of the ways I focused on building my audience there as well was working with influencers or bloggers who were well-known in the area. Um, By shooting with them and building relationships with them, it was easy for other people in the area to, to get eyes on my work and kind of get my name passed around. Um, for me, word of mouth has always been the strongest. And I think that's the case for almost everybody because building an audience is all about building relationships, right? And creating trust. So it's really easy for one of your clients to go sit down and talk to one of their friends about their amazing experience. And that level of trust is going to be so much higher than maybe you just posting something on social media and somebody reading the caption. It's going to take a lot more social media posts or a lot more emails um, and a lot more of that communication online before somebody feels that same level of trust um, in comparison to that word of mouth. So for me, those client relationships have been integral to the growth of my business. Um, 
And besides that, building my audience has also come down to things like uh, SEO and my website does a lot of the work for me. Um, So, you know, we can get into all the different types of uh, marketing strategies today. There's so many different ones, but I think what's most important is figuring out where your audience is hanging out and what platform is going to work the best for you. Yeah. You touched on a really important word that I want to get really clear on today, which is marketing. I feel like marketing is so often confused with the word promotion. Uh, and, 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 and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I build my audience as someone who solely works with clients online versus as a photographer, you obviously, you work with people in your, your local area or you travel to go see people in person. So our businesses are different in that way. But so many people are like, how do I market my offer? How do I market my service? And they use it interchangeably with promotion. But the truth is marketing is about literally knowing your market. Like what market are you promoting to, right? So knowing who your ideal client is and knowing, like you said, Amanda, where they're hanging out. And I think everyone always just assumes that their ideal client is hanging out on social media, which most people are hanging out on social media, but is that where they're going to buy things, to invest, right? Um, if I'm looking for a branding photographer like you, Amanda, I'm going to go on your Instagram and look at your work. So Instagram, it makes sense for you to have an Instagram presence. Um, when people are looking for business coaching, they're not always looking on Instagram. I, I've found in my experience that my Facebook group is a lot more, um, it's, it's a lot more useful when it comes to finding clients than Instagram is. My clients go to Instagram to kind of like get inspiration and read other people's stories. But when they're looking to learn things, they hop into my Facebook group and they ask questions and they post links to their stuff so that I can look at it. So that works a little bit better for me as someone who works solely with online clients who are trying to build their businesses. Um, so I would say to anyone who's out here, you know, just starting out building their audience, the first thing is to really, really, really get clear on who your ideal client is. And we talked about this a little bit when we talked about branding, but do you want to talk about your journey, Amanda, finding like your dream clients, like fit, like really getting clear on who your dream clients are? It was all over the place for me initially, at least when I was portfolio building back in the day. Um, and that's because I, I didn't know what I wanted to niche down to, right? I was shooting every genre of photography, really trying to just experiment, figure out my style. And that was like the first year of my business before I was even like officially licensed. Um, So it took me quite a while to like figure out like, okay, what within the photography world do I even want to be doing? And once I figured out that I wanted to focus on branding, it was like, okay, well, who within the world of branding do I want to work with? And for me, it's always working with women entrepreneurs. So I knew I wanted to work with women right off the bat. Um, it was just kind of narrowing down the specific type of woman that I knew I wanted to serve. So over the years, as, as my business has changed and my niche has narrowed, it's really become about serving multi-passionate um, women entrepreneurs who 
are already full-time in their businesses. These are ladies who, you know, might not be making six, seven figures yet, but really want to get there. They're working full-time, working super hard, um, and they know that they need to have a stronger presence on social media. They want to reach more people and show up there. Um, so, you know, that's where the, the photo and video piece comes in. Creating the strong visuals is really important to these ladies. Lots of them have a really great sense of style. Um, they, you know, might have already worked with other photographers before, but they're looking for somebody who has that strategic piece and who can offer them some consistency and guidance as they're growing. Uh, so it took me a while to kind of figure out like what I wanted my niche to be. But, you know, again, once I got there, um, most of those ladies are hanging out on Instagram. They already have like a full-time business going or through Google. Um, so I've been working really hard to make sure my SEO is super strong. So people who are looking for a branding photographer in the DMV area can find me, um, but yeah, I mean, there are so many different ways, you know, I could have got about this journey. Like one of the things that is really trendy right now is TikTok. And I haven't hopped on there yet, but I've heard great things from other photographers who have. Um, so there's there's tons of different routes we can all take, right? And I think at the end of the day, we have to think too, like, okay, well, I'm just one human or I just have one assistant. Where Where is this time and energy going and what's going to, to give me the best results? Totally. Um, I love that you mentioned TikTok and I love this idea. I, I do. I want to talk a little bit about social media because as you know, you know, I'm super passionate about this. And I talk to my clients about this all the time. Social media is not the only route to go when you're building your audience, but it's a really, really good starting point to reach your people. Um, so hopping on like trendy platforms, if you have the bandwidth, if you have the energy is a really good way to reach new people. And what I've found with myself and what I've found with my clients is most of the time, one or two platforms start to work really, really well for them. And then they ditch the other ones because what I don't recommend is being on a million different social media platforms and stretching yourself super thin and trying to build an audience on every single one. And this goes beyond Instagram and Facebook. I want to be super clear about that. Um, there are so many platforms out there for yoga teachers, which is, you know, obviously my ideal client. I always recommend they hop on meditation apps because you can make a teacher profile on there. You can have your website link on there and people if you're a yoga teacher, your ideal client is probably searching meditations online. So it's a really creative way to get your presence out there aside from Instagram and Facebook. Um, for me, I know a lot of my ideal clients are listening to podcasts, like business podcasts. So I launched my podcast, the Yoga Biz Podcast, um, and I've grown my audience by like seven times just by launching a podcast that was very, very specific to my ideal client and gives a ton of value. So it positions me as an expert in the yoga industry as a business coach, and it reaches like exactly the people that I'm looking to reach. But none of this is relevant if you're not totally sure who you're trying to reach, if that makes sense. Exactly. And you're right. You absolutely 
absolutely should not spread yourself too thin. I mean, there are so many options, you know, perhaps you're somebody who's really animated and lively on video. Like neither of us have, you know, dove into the world of YouTube a whole lot, but you know, YouTubers can go viral too. So, you know, if you want to show up and be vlogging all the time, that's a good option. Um, the other platform that I was just hearing about from someone else is LinkedIn. Like, you know, I, I was on LinkedIn when I was in college because our professors suggested it, but I never thought it could be useful in my entrepreneurial journey. But the reality is like, if you're a coach like you, Meg, who has clients that maybe have full-time jobs in the corporate world and are looking to go full-time instead with a yoga business, um, or, you know, other types of coaches that have people leaving academia or corporate positions, like that could be a great place to find on clients online as well. Um, there's so many different platforms, you know, starting a podcast, um, YouTube channel, you can even advertise, um, on Spotify and these other platforms as well and create little audio ads. So the, the options are endless. It's really about like, like we said, where are people hanging out? What do they want to hear from me? Um, and really understanding what content engages people. I think that's really important too, because it's easy to, you know, throw out marketing posts, advertising a product or service. Uh, but the whole point here is to create relationships, build trust, uh, be relatable. So, you know, what you think might attract somebody content wise might not be what's actually bringing your audience in. So it's important to track what you're doing to look at the analytics, see what people are engaging with and focus more on that type of content. Totally. Oh, that's so important. And that brings us to our next topic, which is email marketing, which I personally think everyone should have an email list. It's more relevant for some industries than others. But like Amanda said, it's really important to be able to engage your audience consistently. And what social media, where, where social media is limited, and Amanda, I'd love to know if you agree with this. In my opinion, social media is limited because you're at the mercy of someone else's platform. Like if Amanda follows me on Instagram, if Amanda's a yoga teacher and she follows me on Instagram and she's like, cool, this person helps yoga teachers and she follows me, it's up to Instagram whether or not Amanda ever sees my content again. There's no way for me to reach her. There's no way for me to like know whether or not she's seeing my stories or my posts. That's completely up to Instagram. And if you look at your Instagram or social media analytics, you'll see that a really small percentage of your following is actually seeing your content. So what I have found, and this is like universally a marketing um, like a known marketing thing in the marketing world is that if you get people from social media onto an email list, you'll get a much higher conversion rate because you know that every single person on that list is receiving your emails and your email campaigns. So there's a much higher conversion rate. So I like to think of social media as like the handshake, like it's the introduction. It's like, hi, I'm Amanda. Look at my beautiful photos. Look at my portfolio. Hi, I'm Meg. I help yoga teachers do X, Y, and Z. If you bring them onto your list, you're bringing them into like a more intimate space as if you're like bringing them into your office and, and actually sealing the deal, right? You get to actually like send them information about your offers, your services. They have a way to like actually click links. Um, so it's one of the first things I do with my clients, depending on 
their industry, right? It might be a little bit less relevant for photographers than it is for, say, you know, someone who's selling tea. Like my friend Casey Jean has a has an apothecary. She has a great email list. She gets to send like flash sale emails and new pictures and stuff like that. Um, and I I don't I don't want this to overwhelm anyone because like we said, like you don't want to be spreading yourself too thin, but there's no reason you can't recycle content onto different platforms. So if you're writing out a nice long caption on Instagram or Facebook, why not recycle it into an email? Um, and then you're kind of covering all of your bases. Yes. Well, this all falls down to marketing strategy, right? Um, email lists are super powerful, like you said, because they reach more people. They allow you to be a little more intimate um, and really you know, dive into those call to actions a little more deeper. Um, social media should never be the end all be all. If your end goal is for somebody to just show up on your profile and look at your stuff, like you're not going to make any sales, right? You want to get people off of there. The goal is to have them sign up for your, your newsletter or to get them on your website and to make that sales. So we need to be strategically thinking about, okay, what are even the call to actions from social media to get them onto my site? or, you know, to get me into their inbox. And then from there, like, what's the next call to action? Is it to buy like, you know, that, that tea or (laughs) the sign up for the coaching program or book a photography session, whatever it is, you know, and obviously the higher valued items, the more high ticket things are going to require a little bit more communication and engagement to really make that sale. Um, so having, you know, an email sequence or a series that really warms people up to that offer is going to be important where, you know, if you're selling tea and you're having a flash sale, I mean, I'm the type of person I get one email in my inbox and I'm like 50% off, I'm just going to buy it. Um, so you got to know your offers too, right? Like, Oh, who's the target market for a specific offer. If the investment is super high, we're going to have to develop, um, more strategies for people to get eyes on it and to build trust. Uh, and really get them comfortable in in whatever it is, booking that call with you, the sales call um, or the discovery Zoom, however you've set it up. Um, but having a strategy in place and a funnel is what we like to call it, right? A sales funnel can be really important in this process. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. You have to think about, well, you have to think about your market and you have to think about what kind of journey did they need to go on in order to become a paying client, right? Um, And some of the recommendations we have put inside our starter kit, the first one being social media, really important, but like Amanda said, not the end all be all. Don't put all of your eggs in the social media basket. I've had had plenty of entrepreneur friends get completely kicked off of social media um, for no reason. So like it's rented space, think of it as rented space. Two, growing an email list, right? So being able to actually show up in people's inboxes, which is really important. Um, And for those of you who are just getting started with an email list, we have a couple of recommendations. I recommend ConvertKit as your email marketing platform. Um, That's the one that I use and Amanda and I are starting to use for the intentional influencer, but you'll see that there's just so much you can do with an email marketing platform. We also have a couple of other more creative, you know, depending on your business, ways to build your audience and reach more people. One of them being in-person networking. 
really powerful, especially if you're someone who, right, like does local stuff, like you're a local photographer, you do, maybe you do weddings in the area, maybe you're a massage therapist, something like that. In-person networking can be incredibly, incredibly valuable. Um, And then launching things like a podcast or a blog, a way to reach people who are out there, like Googling what you have to offer. Think it like, I always have my clients sit down and make a list of what their ideal client is literally typing into Google and then creating content around that. So those are like the five main places we recommend you start to show up. And then like Amanda said, look at the numbers, see what's working, see like what is actually producing growth, Um, are you getting clients? Are you getting engagement? What's, what are things looking like? And then reassess from there. Right. Yeah. It can be really easy to get frustrated and like, just kind of like ditch things or, you know, have a bad attitude about things, which I've definitely been guilty about in the past. But I think as a business owner, sometimes you just have to separate like the personal emotions from your marketing plan or your branding or your content and just like, look at the numbers you know, look, look at what's performing. It might surprise you and focus on doing that more, you know, you can make it really simple. Obviously it can be emotional. It can be exhausting, but look at the numbers, focus on, you know, what's pushing you forward rather than, you know, anything negative coming up that you might be experiencing from this. Um, and keep trying these, these strategies take time and they take effort. Um, and there's definitely no overnight marketing hack to get you the sales you're looking for. So patience is key. Absolutely. If you love this episode and you're just getting started on your business journey, download our free influencer starter kit at theintentionalinfluencer.com. You can also sign up for our email alerts or follow us on social media to stay up to date with new offers, exclusive launches, and free events. And last but not least, no matter what season you're in, remember that your story matters and your influence has the power to impact others. Keep going. We believe in you.